Hello and welcome to another edition of Detroiters Think Big, a podcast by the Detroit Regional Chamber. My guest today is Mark Crane, Executive Director of Dream of Detroit. Mark, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So let's let's get into it. Uh, what is Dream of Detroit and how did you come about being the Executive Director? Yeah, so, so Dream of Detroit is a community development organization on the west side of the city. Uh, we're right off of the intersection of the Lodge and Davison. And we like to say that we're combining community organizing with housing and land development to revitalize our neighborhood and build a healthy community. Um, I came into this work almost a decade ago as a volunteer, as someone just interested in Detroit neighborhoods um, and the idea that every neighborhood really does have a future and that that's more than just a tagline. Um, and, you know, we were working from a bit of a deficit. It's a neighborhood that had seen a lot of population laws that had been written off. Um, but it is a neighborhood where my family has some history. I didn't grow up here uh, directly, but my, my grandparents lived in this neighborhood 70 years ago. Um, my grandfather started the first black-owned locksmith shop in the city of Detroit about a mile from this neighborhood. So I grew up kind of working in this area when I was younger. Um, so I do have some personal connections. And then also, um, you know, my own house of worship, the Muslim Center of Detroit is right in this area. You can kind of see it off the lodge when you're hitting the Davidson intersection. Um, so those are some of the pieces that brought us over to this area. Uh, And again, it's just been a matter of doing what we can to help revitalize the neighborhood. So it was kind of a combination of all that that really called you to to, the, to this position, was it something where um, there was an opportunity to kind of lead this organization or kind of did you just have a vision and, and express that? How, how did you come to kind of be the lead uh, lead on this? In short, what happened is I moved back to Detroit in 2013. I'd left in 05 for school. I'd stuck around Chicago a few years. Uh, always thought I was coming home, hope I was coming home. And when I moved back, a group of folks had just finished the first renovation on this block of Waverly between Woodrow Wilson and 12th. Um, uh, some of them knew me from work I had done, community-based work in Chicago, and they kind of wrote me into the project. Um, And I said to myself, man, this is a a blessing. This is the type of stuff I came home to do. I didn't know what form it would take. I didn't know I'd hop right into it. Um, But they they gave me that space to start kind of driving the project. So it went from this idea of um, let's get some, you know, generous folks together and renovate a home for a family in need to this broader vision of let's build, you know, a mixed income, multi-ethnic neighborhood, one that's rooted in this rich black history in the city of Detroit in this 95% black neighborhood, um, but that really calls to what the future of Detroit looks like um, in a respectful way. Um, and, uh, and and also, again, tapping into um, the roots of the Muslim faith community, which has um, such a deep history in Detroit, especially the black Muslim community. Um, and so kind of tapping into that. So yeah, around 2013 or 14, I started driving our volunteer efforts, putting together our teams, eventually doing some community organizing trainings. And about a year and a half ago, I left my job to take on this work full time and really start building a staff. Um, and at that point we said, you know what, we see a real long-term vision here. Let's commit to it. Let's go all in. Awesome. So let's talk about where you're at now. I mean, you mentioned that it really started with rehabbing a house for a family in need. Um, I know you've done more of that. Um, so talk about, and you've added things like training programs and planting trees. So talk about kind of where you're at and what this area, this neighborhood looks like now. Yeah. So I'll say that um, I think we've contributed to the overall stabilization of the neighborhood. I think that's for sure. I mean, we've done about 15 home rehabs so far. Um, We're currently, as we sort of professionalize as a community development organization, we're looking at what does new construction look like for us? What does it look like to move from single family homes into larger multifamily buildings? Um, That's on the housing side. On the economic development side, we're looking at Woodrow Wilson Street between Davison and Webb. Um, And we're one of the only kind of players over in that area right now. 
though we certainly see our, our whole neighborhood getting a little bit more attention lately. Um, but that's a, a street that was devastated, you know, by the rebellion. It was devastated by the lodge running right through that area. Um, and it's a, you know, historically working class neighborhood. And so our hope is to bring businesses back to Woodrow Wilson. Um, we're starting by building the Dream Center at Woodrow Wilson and Tyler, which will be our new office space, uh, a digital literacy lab, um, a pop-up space for a local business, as well as a community courtyard. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, and in the meantime, we've been training entrepreneurs. We're a host site for the Prosperous Detroit Entrepreneurship Training Program. Uh, we've graduated about 100 folks through our site. Uh, we just had our most recent graduation about a week ago. Uh, and then on the community organizing side, it's really about making our residents feel empowered, making them feel like they have agency over their neighborhood so that no group of bureaucrats can ever come in again and say, oh, this area doesn't have a future. It should be an ecological innovation zone, which is what the Detroit Future City Plan said about our neighborhood. So it, it's building that power of our local residents, as well as connecting the metro area Muslim community to racial, economic, housing, justice in the city of Detroit. To continue on something you mentioned at the, at the end there, uh, that community buy-in, like you said, you have roots in the neighborhood, but you're not, you, you know, you weren't a resident of the neighborhood. Right. So was what were some of the biggest challenges in getting that buy-in? And do you still face or did you face any kind of resident pushback from coming in and trying to do this work? Yeah, I, I mean, I got to imagine that any organization doing this type of work is lying if they say don't get, they don't get any resident pushback. Right. I mean, residents are individuals. Everybody's got their own opinion. Somebody's not going to like what you're doing. Somebody's going to have become very comfortable with the status quo, whether that means they've got four vacant lots next to them that weren't there when they were growing up in that home. They've just become comfortable with it. Right. They don't want you to take away their open space now. <laughs> so there's going to be some pushback. But in general, I mean, we've seen a lot of um, really strong support from our local residents. And so that started around maybe 2017 or 18. We started um uh, posting meeting notices to create a local block club. And the city was registering them with the Department of Neighborhoods at the time. And we said, you know what, um, maybe this will be the vehicle by which we get more local long-term and non-Muslim resident engagement than what we've been seeing. Um, and and thankfully it worked. And a lot of folks came out to those early meetings, you know, created our constitution, our charter, filed it with the city, created our executive board. Um, the folks who had lived in the neighborhood a long time named it the Longfellow Block Club because that was the name of the old elementary school that had been there and been shut down and demolished. Over the years, we realized that Longfellow Block Club confused people a little bit because we're about a mile north of Longfellow Street and they have their own block club. <laughs> um, so recently, the, the residents renamed it actually the Dream Community Association, um, which was really cool for us to see because it, it, it you know, was just a further sign that like that the long term folks are connecting to Dream of Detroit itself. Um, and, you know, uh, so that, that felt really good that they wanted to rename it that. But it's more than a single block club. It's a full community association. It maps onto our entire impact turf, um, you know, and. And so I would say folks have been generally really supportive of what we've been doing since the beginning. So uh, you're part of the uh, you're part of the neighbor hub cohort this year. Uh, can you talk a little bit about kind of um, what the what the neighbor hub grant uh, is going to help allow you to do going forward? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're really excited to be a part of this year's cohort. Um, you know, when we first uh, got into it, you know, I definitely noticed some familiar names around the room, maybe folks I hadn't met yet, but I'm eager to kind of be in community with now. Uh, funny thing is one of our cohort members, a uh, young brother named Stan, you know, we were talking to Stan one day and he was like, yeah, no, I recognize you. I was like, oh, we're from, he's like, you live across the street from my aunt. So, so, so and I actually, 
literally just saw him coming down the street yesterday. He pulled over to say what's up. So, um, you know, Detroit is like that, you know. But uh, yeah, no, we're really excited to be in the cohort and to be moving forward with a pocket park for the neighborhood. Um, Something that, you know, just the kids who live in our immediate area can access a little bit more easily than the local, you know, large city park. Um, Something that, you know, parents can kind of keep their eyes on a little bit more. Um, So we were originally doing this on a uh, vacant residential lot that we had purchased in the neighborhood. And now we're actually eager to to kind of relocate the vision for this park and put it next to our forthcoming Dream Center. Um, And so then on this one kind of stretch of Woodrow Wilson, you'll have the Dream Center, you'll have this beautiful park, and then you'll have this beautiful uh, garden that's called the the Huda Garden. Um, So really excited about bringing all these things together. Yeah, it's I, it, it's really cool to kind of hear about that all come together. Um, what are you hoping, you know, timelines are, you know, construction can be tough. What are you hoping the timeline looks like to kind of bring all that together? Yeah, timelines, they, they move a bit, don't they? Um, I think that we'll certainly see the park um, activated by next spring. I think you'll see kids out there playing. We've got an early version of it already. We'll just be relocating some of that equipment and adding to it and beautifying it. Um, the Dream Center itself, I think we anticipate us being able to move the move into the Dream Office by next summer, um, though the digital lab and the pop-up space build-out might take us into the next spring. Um, but basically, you know, we're actively fundraising and building these relationships right now and just moving as fast as we can. Talk a little bit about this entrepreneurship training program, because that, that's really cool, too. Um, you know, creating people who can then reinvest in the community. Um, talk a little bit more about that. And are there any particular individuals or kind of uh, companies that have come out of that that are that are kind of interesting or, or that you want to mention? You know, for us, um, the entrepreneurship training program, when we first started, if I'm being 100% honest, I had to sit back and be like, ah, is this mission creep? Like, does this really fit? Um, but what we realized was that, number one, we weren't going to start building on Woodrow Wilson immediately. And then in the meantime, we should be investing in folks, um, you know, entrepreneurship capacities. Um, number two, Prosperous Detroit is an excellent partner with a great curriculum, great lending opportunities. And so to be able to work with them year after year has been really great. Um, you know, one of the events that we host and we'll be hosting it this year on August 12th, we call it our Dream Street Fair. So this is our first year back since the pandemic, but we shut down Woodrow Wilson for a couple of blocks, bring out about 40 vendors, have artists perform, a basketball tournament, uh, children's activities, you name it, food trucks, the works. We, you know, we partner with the Detroit Repertory Theater over there on this, the Huda Clinic. Um, it actually started uh, through a conversation about like, how, do, how can we bring some more spotlight and attention to these folks who are graduating from our entrepreneurship course? Like, what can we do just to raise them up? So we started thinking about, oh, let's do this. Let's do a street fair. And then we're like, oh, we're going to do a street fair. We got to layer on the performances. Oh, we got to layer on some competition. We got to bring something out for the kids. Right. And so it built up into this this fair um, that unfortunately was was stopped by COVID, but that the neighbors have really been asking us to bring back. So we're excited about that this year and featuring some more of those prosperous graduates as vendors at our fair. I would say that uh, out of the hundred folks who have graduated from our site, um, most of them were really early stage. They were finishing business plans. They were, you know, maybe running some online businesses or, you know, selling products online, um, but a few steps away from brick and mortar. Um, we've had a couple of graduates come close to to partnering with um, brick and mortar locations through Motor City Match, but, you know, nothing's totally panned out just yet. Um, so still looking for like a unicorn to come out of our site, if you will. But, you know, we see the growth in all of our graduates. We see the appreciation they have. Um, some of them we see change their idea entirely but they still feel 
better prepared as entrepreneurs because they went through this workshop. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of being an entrepreneur is you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fail inevitably yes. at something and it's about, you know, can you learn from it? So that, I think that's, that's really cool and important. Um, you talked about Prosperous. You talked about some fundraising that you're doing as we kind of wrap up here, who were the other partners that you'd like to partner with? Maybe not specific organizations, but the type of entities, the type of partners you want to, you want to try and reach out to and work with going forward. Oh, good question. I mean, we really want to bring in, you know, mission aligned co-developers to help us move the housing work faster. Um, you know, we want to bring in folks who believe in, uh, you know, permanent affordability as part of an overall mixed income community. Um, folks who recognize that the type of socioeconomic segregation we've allowed to exist in Detroit and not just in the city, but in the metro area, you know, doesn't benefit anyone long term. Um, and so, you know, to the extent that we can find folks like that who are ready to like do some business, but do some good people oriented business um, to the extent that we can find folks who are looking to help activate Woodrow Wilson, uh, whether that be with a community center or or a new small business or whatever, you know, we're open to exploring that with you, helping facilitate that. Um, you know, we were, uh, we played a kind of a key role in exploring the possibility of a new school locating in the area a couple of summers ago. Politics got in the way of it, but that's just an example of the type of role we can play with our deep community connections and convening folks and, you know, helping you get a hundred residents out to explore whether your idea is viable and will be welcomed. Um, so, you know, those are kind of what we're looking for. I'll say long term, you know, our goal is to expand beyond our current boundaries, which really kind of go from Davison to Glendale. Lodge to 14th, um, really start to expand down toward Webb, over toward Linwood, fill in this larger space that exists that, you know, kind of has a high vacancy. Um, and we're implementing a community land trust to make sure that we have permanent affordability throughout the neighborhood. So to the extent that we can get more parcels into that land trust, both residential and commercial, um, and make sure that as market rate development kind of creeps up the lodge and also kind of moves east from Russell Woods and Arden Park, you know, that we are, we are being cognizant of um, maintaining the space that exists for our current residents and making sure that folks across the economic spectrum can always have a chance to move into our neighborhood. That's that's important work. Really, really, really important work in community building. Um, And, and like you said, you have to, you have to be cognizant of that as areas of Detroit become market rate or less affordable. Um, so, you know, fantastic work there. How can people follow along with your, uh, with your journey? I mean, whether it be social media website is a chance to kind of call out, follow us here, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. follow our journey. Where can we do that? Yeah, please do follow our journey, tap in support, uh, you know, send us some love, send a donation if you want, but send us some love. Um, you know, can follow us at, at dream of Detroit on pretty much every platform. Instagram's the most active, um, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, still renegotiating our relationship with Twitter, but you can follow us at Dream of Detroit. Um, Dreamofdetroit.org is our website where you can kind of see more of the vision. You can see some of uh, the media coverage from the past and kind of how the project's been talked about and looked at um, both locally and nationally. You know, we've gotten some great media coverage from The Nation magazine and public radio out of New York and other uh, outlets, and you know, including, of course, the free press and the news and uh, a bunch of local outlets. Um, So you can check out more about us there. Uh, and then, yeah, please do sign up for our email list um, where you can kind of get a, you know, sort of longer narrative updates about our work. Um, so any of those ways are ways to plug in with us. But again, at Dream of Detroit, pretty much on every platform. Fantastic. Mark, great to have you today. Thank you, Devin. Great talking to you. Um, look forward to following your journey uh, and uh, and your, your year here with Neighbor Hub and Beyond. So uh, thanks a lot. Thank you for having us. We're honored. Thank you for listening to another edition of Detroiters Think Big, a podcast by the Detroit Regional Chamber 
For more episodes and information, go to DetroitChamber.com backslash neighborhub and find us on Instagram at neighborhub underscore Detroit.